Happy Friday. It's New Year's Eve and welcome to Locked On Sooners. Coming up on today's show, we're going to talk about what Caleb Williams had to say in his postgame press conference after the Alamo Bowl win, the NFL draft declarations that went down uh, on Thursday, and what the Oklahoma Sooners running back room looks like heading into 2022. And we got some New Year's resolutions for the Oklahoma Sooners. All that and more on today's episode of Locked On Sooners. are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, Sooners Nation? Welcome to Locked On Sooners. Today's episode is brought to you by NetSuite. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. Head to netsuite.com slash locked for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Sooners and on Facebook, Locked On Sooners Podcast. Make sure you are subscribed to the show on YouTube. Hit the notification bell to remind you when new episodes are published and hit the like button. Let me know how you feel about the show in the comment section. Let's talk about what Caleb Williams had to say in his post-game press conference. I mean, he didn't say anything of any there was no official declaration I'm trying to figure out the best way to put this but he basically said he's going to spend some time with his family take some time off go on vacation and hopefully at some point we'll get a an official word on his future it appeared like all signs have kind of pointed to me in my opinion that he'd be returning uh comments he made on the podcast on the prairie with jeremiah hall and Braden willis just the way that he's kind of gone about his business in the, the the month leading up into the Alamo Bowl, the guy is just the consummate teammate. He's the kind of the pro, uh, the pros pro of college football players. I mean, he's done everything right up to this point. And even in the post game, I don't know, my, my confidence level has waned a little bit. I think before the game, I was probably – you know, 75% sure that he was coming back to Oklahoma. Now I'd probably put it at like 60, 40. And it's not necessarily because he said anything specific that he was going to be leaving. Just, I think some of it is just the the fact that there's still a decision to be made. Maybe this is just him just kind of taking his time, weighing all his options, but yeah, I don't know. My, my confidence has waned a little bit. I, I do believe that Caleb Williams does return to Oklahoma, but the fact that we haven't had a proclamation of that, uh, I think the longer it goes on makes me feel less confident that it's going to happen. I had been saying that no news is good news. I think the Alamo Bowl would have been a perfect time to let everybody know that he was coming back. He did not do that. So again, confidence level coming back down. Uh, he talked about, you know, just the idea that he's been spending time or he's talked with Jeff Lebby. Uh, he said every day, um, in the last month, even though Levy hadn't yet officially been there every day, they've, they've talked. Um, he was, he's very high on the Brent Venables hire. He talks about them having the right guy. I don't know. Everything looks positive from a retaining Caleb Williams standpoint, but are they going to be able to retain him? That's still the question. Obviously there's the Lincoln Riley connection. Obviously he committed to Oklahoma to play for Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley is no longer there. The USC thing is a real possibility, even though, again, I, I felt confident that he was going to be returning to Oklahoma. 
there was always the possibility in the back of our minds that he could go to USC. It just seemed to be, I don't know. And maybe it, maybe it's the naive sports fan in me that I want to believe that our guys are going to stay there. But I mean, the transfer portal is a real thing and it, and it hurts teams all the time. And, uh, players are free to move, and I'm I'm a proponent of the transfer portal. If Caleb Williams feels like the best thing for his career is to go to USC, I can't fault him for that. These guys got to make decisions that they believe is going to help them reach the next level. If he did go to USC, I would you know I would not come on here and criticize him because again he he committed to Oklahoma because he thought Lincoln Riley was going to be the head coach believes Lincoln Riley was going to help propel him to the, the NFL level. And so if him and his family de- decide that that is what it is, I mean, you can't fault the guy for being consistent, right? I would like to think that he could look at Jeff Lebby and think the same thing, that Lebby would be able to help get him to the NFL level as well. Lebby has been a very successful offensive coordinator in his stints with UCF, with Ole Miss, and – I think that he could do a lot of really good things with Caleb Williams. We saw the, the Williams, just the, the talent on display with Caleb Williams in the Alamo bowl. Kill Gundy called a great game access to all of what Caleb Williams is capable of doing the deep ball, the running ability. It was just a really, really good, strong performance from Williams, three touchdown passes. And again, I, I still feel pretty good that Caleb Williams is coming back to Oklahoma you had guys like Theo Weiss return. Uh, you had Braden Willis. Looks like he's probably going to re- come back as well. Uh, Marvin Mims is not transferring, or at least he hasn't said it. He's transferring. Uh, you got you got all your guys that are still there on the wide receiver side of the things. My feeling is just a gut instinct is that if these guys weren't sure that Caleb Williams was staying then they'd probably go to like Theo Weiss in particular. Like if he wasn't sure that Caleb Williams was coming back, there's a good chance that he would go in the transfer portal as well. He would follow maybe even a guy like Spencer Rattler to South, uh, to South Carolina, or he'd follow Lincoln Riley to USC. Like there are options out there for a guy with experience like Theo Weiss. We saw uh, Charleston Rambo go to Miami, have a great season this last year. So, you know, Theo Weiss could go somewhere and have a very productive year as well. Uh, so just again, the gut the gut feeling is that I feel like he stays, but again, that that confidence level has diminished a little bit. But you can't take away anything from what Caleb Williams did this year. In 2021, he was fantastic. Were there a couple games where it didn't look great? Yeah, there were. I don't necessarily think that's completely on Caleb Williams. Football is a team sport. The quarterback does get all, a lot of the attention, but the quarterback isn't the the only person that matters on a football field. It takes 11 guys on the offensive side of the football to be successful. It takes 22 guys on the field at any given time to, to help a team win a football game. And it takes an entire team to win football games. And so I, I do think there are things Caleb Williams could improve on going into the off season. I think he showed some improvement in some of those things like being patient, allowing the, the offense to flow through a methodical approach, not necessarily seeking out the big play uh, every, every down, every drive, but being methodical, taking what the defense gave him and using the underneath stuff to open up the downfield passing game. And I think that's what we saw on Wednesday night in the Alamo bowl is that he was willing to, you know, hit his underneath 
passes, you know, get these guys the ball early, you know, they, and, and Kale Gundy used the screen game, uh, the wide receiver screen game to just kind of help soften up the Oregon ducks as well. And, and I think that was one of the things that was missing a little bit in the last half of the season was they weren't willing to kind of just get the ball out quick, use the underneath passing game to just get yards and, and pick up first downs. They were really consistently looking for the big play. And so I, I really liked the approach that Kale Gundy and Caleb Williams took against the Oregon Ducks because that did soften up the defense. It, it made the defense respect what was going on underneath, and that opened up what was going on, or that opened them up for Marvin Mims' big touchdown pass uh, down the field. But hopefully we'll find out something in, in the next few weeks uh, on the Caleb Williams front. Uh, we'll talk about it whenever a decision officially drops. Uh, but I just thought it would be important to just kind of discuss what he said. You know, he 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 likes the direction that Oklahoma is heading with Brent Venables and Jeff Levy, uh, but still no official de- decision on that front yet. Let's talk about the NFL draft declarations that came down on uh, Thursday, uh, and then we'll talk about who all is declared for the NFL draft at this point. There's seven names um, that are be that'll be heading there. It could be a pretty big Oklahoma Sooners draft class in 2022. And then we'll talk about the future of the Oklahoma Sooners running back room. After I've talked about NetSuite, this is it, the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite. For the new year, NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked. So head to netsuite.com slash locked for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. That's netsuite.com slash locked. And let's talk about some NFL draft declarations. So now we're up to seven players. So already this month, we had four guys opt out of the Alamo Bowl and declare for the draft, and that was Perrion Winfrey, Isaiah Thomas, Nick Bonito, and Brian Asamoa. Joining them, heading to the NFL draft, we got Jeremiah Hall, who announced yesterday, Gabe Burkich, and our guy, fan of the – or big, big uh, – the show's probably favorite player, Kennedy Brooks, is also heading to the NFL draft. Um, and it's not much of a surprise. These three guys, uh, you know, Gabe Burkich, I think, you know, you could have argued that he could come back another year, uh, was a bit inconsistent down the stretch, but he's a great kicker and he's going to, he may not get drafted. Um, you know, the kickers don't often always get drafted, but he's one of those guys that could end up being a draftable player for a team, you know, in the, in the sixth or seventh round of the draft. Uh, Jeremiah Hall, he'll be an interesting one to follow because he does a lot of really good things and he's a, a player that can be used as a mismatch option. But how do teams view him? Do they view him as a tight end? Do they view him as a fullback? Um, are they going to be willing to kind of use him in that H-back role where he's not necessarily lined up uh, behind center, but he's split off and, and they're able, they're willing to 
kind of scheme up plays for him because he's shown that he's a, a receiving threat, not just in you know the short area of the field on that that play action rollout, that play action where they you know kind of uh, sneak him out into the flat. They can you you know teams can throw to him down the field too. Are they going to be willing to do that? Because the NFL, you know, I, I feel like Oklahoma H backs they they have great careers in college, but teams struggle to figure out how to utilize them at the NFL level. And so that's, that's going to be one of those names that I'll be really, really curious to watch. He's, he moves well, he blocks well, he's got good agility. He can, he can catch the football. He's got great hands. Um, So what are they going to, how are they going to evaluate him and where will he go? I think again, he probably goes somewhere in fifth or later uh, just because of a fit. And I think it's going to be a team like, like the San Francisco 49ers. They're a team that does a good job at getting their tight ends, their fullbacks involved, the Green Bay Packers as well, a team that gets fullbacks involved really, really well. Personally, selfishly, I'd love to see them go to the Dallas Cowboys because they could use a fullback, H-back type, and they do a really good – and Kellen Moore, I think, would do a really good job at finding ways to get Jeremiah Hall involved. Uh, the Saints could be another good good option for him. Sean Payton's a great offensive coordinator. Uh, so, yeah, that could be really interesting. Kennedy Brooks, now that's the one I'm, I'm bummed to see go to the NFL draft because I loved watching him as, as a Sooner. But I'll be excited to see where he lands in the NFL draft because I think he's he's going to be a really good NFL pro because the things that he does well, and we talked about it I think a little bit on yesterday's show, is he's got great elite vision. He's got really, really good patience. He knows how to set up blocks. He just has a great feel for running the football. And more than anything, running the football is about feel. Yes, it helps if you're if you're if you have elite speed. It helps if you're a power runner like Derrick Henry. But the thing that makes Derrick Henry great is that he has great patience and vision, balance, and feel for the game. A lot of those things that Kennedy Brooks has. So he's not going to be a first round draft pick. That's just the way things go. He doesn't have the same hype that a guy like Kenneth Walker out of Michigan State or Brees Hall out of Iowa State have, but he is one of the better runners in this in this draft class. He's going to be one of the best running backs in this draft class when kind of things shake out. So I would expect him to go anywhere between the third and the fifth round of the draft. That's just kind of my, my gut feeling right now. Um, it'll be interesting to see how, how he tests. You know, like we, we know he's got kind of that deceptive speed, someone who's able to break away from people and he, you know, gets 10, 15 yards a lot. And he, you know, he's able to break tackles. He's elusive. But what, what's that speed going to look like when he runs a 40 yard dash? What's his agility stuff going to look like at the combine? It'll be really interesting. I, I, I think he'll be a really good runner, but the NFL, they're, they're a weird bunch sometimes in the way that they do their evaluations. So uh, we'll, we'll, as mock drafts start coming out and we start seeing, you know, running back rankings um, for the draft, it'll be, I'll, I'll update you and let you know kind of where he's fallen in draft circles as well. But uh, it'll be, it'll be really, really interesting. So, so far seven guys declared for the NFL draft. And I think all of them could get drafted. I mean, the, the four defensive guys that had already opted out and had declared, I think each of those guys is going to get drafted probably in the first five rounds of the draft. Uh, and then you got Kennedy Brooks, Jeremiah Hall, Gabe Burkich. I think all could potentially get drafted. Um, it'll be interesting. I think there's still more that draftable players that could declare. You know, I, I think, you know, Tyrese Robinson, Marquise Hayes are two guys that 
could still declare for the NFL draft, but that might come down as early as Friday, New Year's Eve, or maybe a little bit later. Uh, you might end up seeing a guy like Michael Woods uh, declare for the NFL draft as well. Uh, Deller and Turner Yale could. You know, we saw Pat Fields yesterday announced that he's going to be going to Stanford to pr- pursue a master's degree in um, administration and in, in engineering, or sorry, management science and engineering. Uh, so that'll be fascinating to see. Like he didn't say that he's going to go play football, but he could technically maybe as a grad transfer. Um, so that'll be, I'll, I'll be curious to see how that one plays out. Uh, but you, there's still quite a few players. Justin Broyles uh, is an upperclassman that could declare as well. Um, Braden Willis could declare. There's still quite a few names that, that could go to the NFL draft. I, I don't necessarily think that Willis will. But, yeah, still several names that could declare, make this a pretty big Oklahoma Sooners draft class. We'll cover it here on Locked on Sooners. Uh, But coming up next, with the Kennedy Brooks opt-out of his senior season declaration for the NFL draft, let's talk about the Oklahoma Sooners running back room, where it's headed in 2022. And uh, I think we have a lot to look forward to from that group. But let's talk about Built Bar first. Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar ever. I love it. It's great. It's fantastic. It tastes 100%, it's covered 100% in chocolate, and it tastes great. So many great flavors. My favorite's that peanut butter brownie, but I love the mint brownie as well. The double chocolate, fantastic. You cannot go wrong going to Built Bar. And they're always coming out with great, great flavors. Um, They've had the coconut brownie chunk. They've had great flavors over the holidays, like uh, candy cane and um, some of the, I don't know, the white chocolate flavors have been fantastic as well. So make sure you're keeping up with Built Bar over at Built.com because they always are coming out with great, great seasonal flavors. For Valentine's Day, I'm sure they'll have some, some great options as well. So make sure you go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get the best tasting protein bar on the market. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And if you're needing a sweet treat, that is a great option for you. If you're trying to kind of burn some of those calories from the holiday season, you're ready to start eating healthy, go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order over at built.com. All right. We are now in the, well, it's not officially 2022 yet. That'll happen tomorrow on Saturday, but it's 2022 Oklahoma look at, you know, outlook. Now we're starting to look at the 2022 season. And first of all, we'll just talk about the running back room because of Kennedy Brooks declaration. It opens up a big opportunity for somebody in the 2022 season as things stand right now. You've got Eric Gray, Marcus Major at the top of your depth chart. Uh, the big name coming in as part of the 2022 recruiting class, Gavin Sawchuk. Now, we've seen in the past that Oklahoma, DeMarco Murray in particular, has been willing to use freshman running backs early on in their careers. Uh, in the 2021 season, it was Seth McGowan. It was um, Mikey Henderson that got opportunities early on in their careers. The, both of those guys are now gone. And so there is a chance that a guy like Gavin Sawchuk could find himself with a role in uh, 2022. I think one of the things they didn't do enough of this season was using a running back rotation. Kennedy Brooks was great and he needed to have the bulk of the carries, but like we saw in the Alamo bowl, they needed to get Eric Gray involved and they sure as heck needed to get Marcus major involved. Why that guy didn't get in a, get as many touches as he did in the bowl game, like he needed to get like five carries a game because he was a guy that was capable of ripping off a, a run at any point. Even if it was just a, you know, 
five carries for 24 yards like he had. He's going to be a guy that's going to be able to pick up first downs for you because he's a physical runner. He's a quick runner. He's fast. I mean, he he still has some some things to work on, some development to do, uh, but he's one of those guys that he's going to be able to pick up yards for you and just show the the defense something different. And I think that was where a little bit of where they failed a little bit um, in their deployment of the running backs was they didn't give the defense enough um, looks, enough things to kind of keep them off balance where like, yes, Kennedy Brooks is great, but if you keep running the same thing with the same runner over and over, it starts to get a bit stale and the defense can kind of sit on things. But if you kind of change it up using a guy like Eric Gray, using a guy like Marcus major, it provides more opportunities to kind of like keep the defense off balance. Um, so going into 2022, I hope that they'll get back to using a little bit more of a rotation and utilize Eric Gray, Marcus major and Gavin Sacek. The guy is a great player. He's, you know, he's the Gatorade player of the year for Colorado four-star running back coming in. They could have a really, really dynamic running back trio uh, next season with these three guys. And, and you'll still have, you know, Jaden Knowles, Todd Hudson, uh, the, t- the two walk-on guys. And there's a, a chance that they'll probably add somebody in the transfer portal as well just to provide more and more depth because it's a, it's a position that can have some attrition due to injuries, wear and tear. So you, you'd like to have as much depth as possible. But I think heading into 2022, as things stand right now, it's a really, really strong room. It's going to be a room that's very dynamic. It's going to be a room that that provides a lot of big plays in the running game next season. And I think the the offensive line play should improve a, at least a little bit. You know, with guys like Chris Murray getting some experience this year, Andrew Rame getting more experience, uh, Robert Conjol got some experience, Anton Harrison got got better as the year went along. And I feel like they're going to improve next going into next year. You got to figure out what you're going to do if Tyrese Robinson and Marquise Hayes do go to the NFL draft, which I, I expect them to do. So you'll have to figure out who's going to you know fill in for those. You got Wanya Morris who could step in at one of those positions. Robert Conjol, who I just mentioned, could step in as well at at guard for Hayes. Uh, but it's just a matter of who who rises to the occasion. Who's the I mean, and you got guys like Jacob Sexton and Jake Taylor coming in um, as well. That and maybe even like a guy like Devon Campbell, who we've talked about, is the number one uh, interior offensive lineman. So there's going to be a, a lot of really, really strong competition um, for those open offensive line spots that should help kind of raise the game a little bit. Uh, Marquise Hayes and Tyrese Robinson were really, really good this year, and so it, it'll, it'll, they will be losses if they do end up declaring for the draft. But I think Oklahoma with Coach Bill Beatenbow, we have a lot of confidence in their ability to find replacements to fill in at those spots. So let's get into some New Year's resolutions. Uh, last week we did uh, some Christmas stuff, so that was fun. But some New Year's resolutions for the, the Oklahoma Sooners in 2022. First of all, can we not lose a Big 12 game, please? Just for once. In a, like I, It's been years since we've gone through the Big 12 slate unscathed. I, uh, it, it's time. Like Lincoln Riley made it a habit of losing a big 12 game. It's time to not do that. Can we just get through the big 12 slate unscathed undefeated and Hey, go into the big 12 championship game undefeated, go into the college football playoff undefeated. Let's get back to the college football playoff. Let's do that. The, the Alamo bowl was fun. It was great to, to see Bob Stoops uh, on the sideline and see these guys having fun in the game, but let, we, it's time to get back to 
uh, playing competitive postseason postseason games, games that that matter on the national scale, the national landscape a little bit more. Uh, hey, can we get a top ten defense? I'd love to see Oklahoma return back to a top ten defense. It it will require some uh, some guys stepping up because they're going to have a lot of guys to to uh, fill in or replace on the defensive line with the guys that opted out. And we didn't even talk about Jalen Redmond in the last segment about potentially him opting out and going to the NFL draft. Uh, so there's a chance that they could re- be replacing all four starters along the defensive front. Uh, but if he returns, that'd be huge. And then, um, yeah, resolution for the uh, softball team. Let's win that back-to-back natty. Let's do that. That'd be great. That's that's part of our New Year's resolutions for this year. The uh, Oklahoma men's and women's basketball. Let's get let's get a Final Four going. That'd be fun. It's going to be a fun spring. We'll talk about all those things on the Locked On Sooners podcast. Uh, we'll start getting into basketball a little bit more as we kind of wrap up uh, 2021 uh, college football season coverage. We'll start doing some uh, position grades. Uh, talk about you know our, our MVPs for the season. We'll hand out player awards next week on the show. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun, so make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts. It's free and available on all podcast platforms. Make sure you're checking us out on YouTube as well. Subscribe to the show over there. Hit the like button. Hit the notification button to let you know when new episodes are dropping. But until next week, hope you have a great and happy new year, uh, a safe one with your friends and family, whatever you choose to do. Just be safe out there. Don't drink and drive. Use an Uber. Uh, use a Lyft. Whatever your um, mo- method of a contracting a car would be just make sure you don't drink and drive be safe out there watch out for others as well because there will be people on the road that aren't driving safely but take care of yourself have a great weekend and until next time i'm john williams boomer sooner